Welcome back to the Etcetera's. As always, I'm your host, Eddie Gonzalez, and I am joined by how many Zion All-Star? 13. You count this year? Yes. Okay. I didn't play the last three. I count all two. I count all of those. You even played, you, you've missed the last three All-Star games. Three, yeah. One with injury, two, well, all three with injury, but we've missed four technically, right? Because you missed the season. Yeah, all injuries. <sighs> you want to play in that, though. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can raise the level. Maybe you'll be the guy. Well, I want to say I'm the guy. Like, collectively, we have to raise the level. All right. Well, hey. You, Bron. Bron will still be here. Like he'll. He's st- going to get 23 <laughs> All-Star games. <laughs> Let's talk about Bronny real quick. We talked about it before. Yeah. Top 10 pick? You see this? I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Like, I didn't see, you know, I didn't see that he was going to do mock drafts this early, 2024. But I guess – See how it is. Bronny's a McDonald's All-American, Hoop Summit uh, member. I forget the other All-Star games. Either. Probably Jordan Classic. Uh, yeah, so I can understand why he's up there. So we don't have to do shoe wars. I know which side of the fence you're on, as you should be. I'm on the Nike side, too. Bronny's doing McDonald's All-American. They're obviously represented by another brand. What would you tell him to do? Think he should just wear LeBron 20? Nah, if what I would tell him to do? That would be tight if he wore the (laughs) twenty. But you know, he he part of the group. He part of he part. You know, McDonald's is a prestigious accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't want to separate himself like that. Uh, Marcus Jordan, when he played for USF Central Florida, maybe Mm -hmm. he they moved to Nike once they fought it. They wore Jordans. I get it. Nike's just a better option. I'm sure that helped their school out even more. I mean, sure, Marcus accelerated the process, so everybody wants to be a part of the check, baby. I'm excited for Bronny. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Seeing the comps. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a fucking great player. All-star. That's a Uh, great comp. I seen Bronny, like, laying a ball up a couple years ago. Now I see him taking off everywhere. (laughs) His body body developed. Um. I feel like we've been watching him since he was two, three years old, you know what I'm saying? So to see where he is now, I'm rooting for him. Hopefully he gets to play with Brian at some point. Let's stick here for a second because McDonald's All-American is one of those things. I think it will always have prestige. Our boy Trey, he works with the team. Uh, shout out Trey. Mm-hmm. Your experience, what was it like? Was it what you thought it was going to be? The greatest experience, man. I Did you think- win MVP? Yeah. Yeah, me and Chase. Butter, I almost man. shortchanged you. I knew, it was, I knew Chase did it. Me and Chase Buttinger were co-MVPs. I had an incredible time. It was my first time in San Diego. Not really been on the West Coast a couple times, so getting out there was dope. Mangling with all the guys you go to war with, go you know, you hoop against the whole summer. Damn near your whole high school career, you see all these guys that you've been building relationships with. You get to hang out with them and see them a, diff- a different side of them. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's like perfect because your school almost ending. Like, your season's over with. You can kind of just chill and relax, and then the all-star game start to hit, and then, boom, you right into the summer school. And, like, there's a quick transition with all that stuff, but it's so much fun. Like, I, I want to relive that again. Every chance I, I I get to, you know, watch the game, I try to. But to know the kids that, that go through that experience and that journey, like, man, it's a fun, fun experience. You would want to be a part of it. I want to go. Trey invited me because I think I'm going to try. I think it's in Houston. It's in Houston this year, right? Yeah, okay. and then March Madness Final Four is right it, after that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good time and good setup right there. Uh, McDonald's is, like, still one of those games that you want to be a part of. You, yeah, it's so much history and tradition yeah. in that, like, 
it's one of those games that's you know that's been around for so long. It's a staple in our game, you know. How locked are you in the college? You you you. I try, yeah, I watch. I watch a little bit. Of, You've had some time off. <laughs> I watch a little bit. Of, I watch a little bit of college. I watch a little bit of. Um, I was watching a lot of Big East yeah. back on uh, in New York. Yeah. Um, watching some Pac-12 stuff now. Yeah, I watch some college. Shane talked me into watching St. John's. Yeah. I'm not a believer because of Shane mostly. I like the Big East though. Big East is tough. They got a lot of like solid teams. What I like about college ball is like regional style still exists in college ball. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Because the NBA basketball is so samey now. It's so similar. Yeah. Yeah. But now you get like these rugged Big East teams. You know what I mean? You get these fast Pac 12 teams. Yeah. You then get, you get the Midwest rugged, gruel, inside out yeah. guy. Yeah. I, 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 I see that. And that's what I love about the game too. Uh, Outside of the fact that it's still two halves, like that sucks to me. I was just talking with Randy in here yesterday. I think I enjoy the women's college game better. I said that when I talked with Sabrina on the show. And some of the rule changes are a big reason why they play quarters, yeah. they shorter shot, like all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. that stuff matters. It matters. Yeah, it makes the Florida game better. You know, you're just playing just just one twenty minute period. It's like. You know, it's hard to gauge a game at that at that way that way in my opinion, but it's still some amazing talent in college right now. I think I st- with so many different routes, the OTs, the going overseas, the guys going to Australia, all of that stuff is cool. But still going to college, I still I feel like that's a great route because it's still on a big stage. You still got to show who you are on that big stage, and the tournament is still a huge thing. I think we're gonna see Bronny in college taking it back to him. Mm. I'm excited to see that. I would love to see Bronny in college instead of going the other route. Yeah, Ignite. disappearing for years. Yeah, so. disappearing basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is. I want to see Bronny. Who I want to. I want to be in real time. See what he's doing and follow his his uh, his journey. Um, so yeah, because when you go to OT and Ignite and you just go away for a year. My completely uneducated guess is USC. Stay home, bro. Stay home, bro. That's what I. That's what my guess was too. I was at USC, Oregon, and Duke. Yeah. It's going to obviously be easier for Brian to catch the games if he ain't at USC. Yeah. Oregon, Oregon, he can shoot out too, but it's going to be way more convenient in, in L.A. Yeah, now I'm wondering about the Lakers schedule for McDonald's. You have to miss a game to go see your son play McDonald's. There's, you think he'll miss a game? They're, I mean, if they're in a the playoff chase, like that's the whole thing. I would. I personally would. I've missed many events to watch my son play like <laughs> nine U. So the McDonald's yeah, on Oregon. Yeah. Like, that's dead. I, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. I, I, yeah. That is, that would be uh, something you want. I mean, that's only time, only chance your son get the. You want to be there for that. All right, I want to talk some music with you because there's an artist that I know that you like. You've been preaching him to me for some time. Mm-hmm. I kind of get it, but I don't always get it. Lil Yachty, you've been telling me about Yachty. Like Yachty was still the broccoli guy to me, and you're like, nah, he's he's killing it. He did the Detroit tape, which I really liked. I knew you would like that one. But that's me. Like I like Detroit yeah. shit. But he's out this new album. You like it. You've been playing it. I've been hearing it. It's different, yeah. It's like alternative. Yeah. I like alternative music. I feel like I'm still too ignorant. Like I just like rapping R&B. And I'm unapologetic about it. This is the music I grew So up you with. don't like other genres of music? There's sometimes I do, but... But you rather hear it rap? Yeah. And you were expecting him to rap? No, no. I don't expect him to do anything. Yeah. What I don't like is when artists do the genre turn and then like treat rap hip-hop like it's like mm-hmm. the scum of the I earth. agree that I don't like yeah. and I'm not saying he did that 
But this whole theory of like, yo, I really wanted to get in my artistry bag, so I made this alt rock album. I think hip hop is just as complicated and difficult to do. And he's a producer, he does all kind of shit. Yeah, I get that. But I feel like Yachty been trying shit since he got in. Yeah. I feel like he made all different types of music. Uh, well, I wouldn't say all different types, but like he ventured off from just straight bars and rap. You know what I'm saying? And then he came back with the Detroit tape with bars. And yeah. I was like, he can do, he versatile. I think he's one of the, uh, well, I won't say underrated anymore because I feel like people know now. I still feel he's underrated though. I think like just an influencer of culture, period. Yeah, in that aspect, he's underrated in my opinion. Like, he, yeah. I feel like he's set trends. I feel like he's made turns and adapted to a new way. Like, he's put people on. Like, when you listen to people talk about her loss, Drake in Twenty One, it, it almost sounds like Yachty made the album. You know? Yachty was around for that. I mean, him and Drake have built a, a a really, really you know thick bond. Like they hang around, they around each other a lot, and I'm sure they bouncing ideas off of each other on music. Like they too, like, what, I've been in a room here them talk about music, and they talk about it like how I, I talk about hoops. So yeah. it's just like you know in that nerdy type of way, and it's like. You could tell they're looking for new ways to new sounds, new ways to say shit, just new trends they set. Like they always working if it like and Yachty is always figuring trying to figure out that's why I appreciate Yachty. I got to know him over the last couple of years. It's like he really cares about his craft. And from the outside looking in, you wouldn't think he has that much attention to detail based off of like some of the music he makes and how much fun he has in his records. Mm-hmm. But like he's really a student of the game. Like I really appreciate that about him. It was that was a was when I when I left the you know when I left and started thinking I was like damn I didn't really I didn't think Yachty cared that much. To me, where I stand, he's like the definition of an artist, and I think mm-hmm. this fits a lot of people. It's not it doesn't have to be music, but he just wants to create things. Yeah, you yep. know what I mean. And yep. he does what with no boundaries. Ins- yeah, with no boundaries. What inspires him in the moment? It mm-hmm. might be Detroit. Mm-hmm. It might be yeah. Turks when he's with Drake. Yep. And it might be you know this. It might be a guitar that turned him to. It just seems like he just wants to create stuff and like I'm not placing myself in his shoes, but we've all been there. You kinda get mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you can't shut it off. You have this urge to just do yeah. shit. We're working on stuff. Like we're expanding the things we do creatively and it's like it's exciting to get into another pot. So yeah. I, I do respect and I do love that about him. So he he sat down with Drake, this interview. Now I'm calling. We've seen a, a ten second. Clip. We've seen a clip. Clip as we record this, but Drake's talking about he's planning his graceful exit. Now this is after Drake has previously said, "35, I'm done," and then said, "No, nah, I take it back. I'm do this shit forever." And yeah. now he's back to. Okay, so first of all, because I want to bring it back to you, because I, I feel like this relates to you too. But one, do you believe him? He's planning his graceful exit. I believe he's thought about it, but I don't believe he's planning it. <laughs> I believe he's like as a thought about an exit, but I don't believe he's like sitting down like, all right, that's what it looks like. As a fan of him, I don't think he can quit. He doesn't seem like he can shut this shit off. And then just the conversations I've had with people, it's like, this is really all we do. He's so locked in. He loves this shit. Yeah. He said in an interview with Elliot, which I love, he was doing, he's living rap life. The other guys weren't living rap life. I th- I think one, it was a little bit of a shot, but two, it was true. I think he loves that shit. I don't think. I, I just I think it's simple. I just really think he loves that shit. I think he <laughs> loves making music. I think he loves just hanging out, chilling, building relationships and bonds with people all over the world, and trying to gain inspiration to make more music. Like I just think he enjoys that shit, living a rap life. Like 
And I feel like he still has the stamina to do it. And I don't see, I don't see him stopping anytime soon. So I thought maybe it's a dad thing. He wants to do Adonis stuff. But I watch him include Adonis and all those things. He's like, <laughs> yeah. just more likely to give him a, a, a computer. Yeah. And, and I, I do think, I mean, just like anybody, as your kids get older, I'm sure you want to be more and more involved. And I'm sure that may take away some of the, you know, some of what we had now from Drake. But I don't think he'll stop, you know, figuring out new sounds and new bars, and, you know, trying to be great at this shit, you know, continue to be great at this shit. So, yeah, I mean, but he'll slow down as time goes on, I think. He, um, he's done everything. So that part I kind of understand. I yeah. could get him sitting there. He doesn't submit his songs to the Grammys no more. It doesn't, he's got whatever beef that is with the Grammys. He doesn't seem all that bothered or into sales anymore. Didn't he win a Grammy this year? He won with Future, but he didn't submit her laws. He didn't submit um, you know, none of his songs. Mm-hmm. He didn't submit it. Future did. Um, I could get him sitting there like, what left is there to do? You know, like <laughs> he's rapped about that before. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that could be thoughts at idle time. But when it, when he in it, I'm sure when he out outside and he, and he hearing shit ring off still, I'm sure it's like, all right, I got more of those in the tuck. So do you get there? Do you look at your career and go, what's it look like when I when I finish this? Yeah, because we almost have like a shelf life. Yeah, so we can kind of see the end a little bit more. Um, as opposed to somebody like Drake. But, yeah, you think about it as time goes on and, you know, the years stack up. But I try to stand the moment and realize, like, like I said, in idle time, I might think about it. But when I get out there and run <laughs> with the youngest, I'm like, shit, I can still run. I can still – I feel good out here, you know. So, yeah, but as you get older, that's a thought. It feels really far away. You know what I mean? Like like you said, there is a little bit of – it's different for music. You can rap forever mm-hmm. if you want Jay's. Jay's probably still making songs. We just don't know about it. I think, to me, that's like the last thing for Drake. Like, he probably wants people to just believe he's better than Jay. I don't think that. I don't think he's concerned with that. Really? I, I truly don't. I just I, feel like he's maybe I'm Maybe I'm, I might be off on that, but I don't I don't think he is. I, I just think he's, he, he's about showing up every day and just applying pressure, being dominant every day to the point where it's like you can't deny anything or say anything about what Drake can't do. Like, right. You'll look stupid saying what he can't do or what he hasn't done. So more so than trying to prove he better than somebody, I just think he's just trying to assert his dominance. <laughs> They're like, what's the month? They're two butts. We'll set the songs. Like, Jay can't do this. It, it, <laughs> and then you'll send one right back, or I'll send one right back. Like, Can Drake do this? Yes. Yeah, it is those two guys, to us. To us, it's those two guys. It's like with nobody else in that category with me. In my opinion, I in mean, I love opinion. the other artists, but like those two, they've done so much for the game in general. I'm pissed at Drake for blowing up defective garments. It's like was once a small clothing brand that I found <laughs> on Instagram, and now it's I'll never get another. <laughs> That's artist. how it goes. Thanks, thanks a lot, Drake. So, all right, what else is going on? Scissors on tour. You're gonna miss it. I'm gonna see it. I'm excited. It's uh, she, yo, she she just said she put out a deluxe album, ten songs. She put out 10, ten new songs. She didn't put out 10 new songs. Yeah, she was away for a while, so she's trying to. Thank you. Yeah, stock us up. We'll, you know, time missed. I appreciate yeah, it. we need those. All right. I want to talk about one basketball related thing, and then we'll get out of here pretty soon. 
You gave up your number. Went back to your old number. 35 obviously has a significance you've spoken about many times. Um, seven is retired. I feel like you could have got it from KJ. I feel like he would have. I wouldn't even want it from KJ. It's up there already. You know, respect that. What he so did. was it just as simple as? That's it. Yeah? Yeah. I wanted seven. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to keep seven. Shit, I like being seven. Everybody's calling me that. <laughs> All my teammates called me that. Became your name. Yeah, that became my name. Um, so it's a little weird now. <laughs> when the homies hollering at me. But, yeah, I mean, that's the only other number I know. So I had to go to 3-5. All right. I want to be grumpy sports media guy because we've been watching a lot of conversation. and We, we watched Stephen A. Smith do this thing, most pressure – people and it literally became the conversation of basketball for like two days and yeah. just and, and you you've been saying this to me for a while but the media has so much power in the way basketball is consumed and and, and covered <laughs> like how did we get here like is this a bad thing is it a good thing like we're because you're a constant part of it yeah and i think like i say on running back all the time i get shit for being pro player but i am but i think and that stage, it's better to be like anti-player. It's way better to than get on TV and saying KD is great at this, this, and this. It's way better to go uh, if he loses this year, it's the worst fail of all time, or whatever, whatever the. And so the list has been long. Stephen A. Smith, yeah. Arenas, Chuck, Shaq, everybody. Is this bad? Like, is this bad for the sport? I mean, we understand it's like the suspense sells the product. Like that's where entertainment business at the end of the day, and that's how they view it. That's how a lot of people view it. That's how fans look at the game and consume the game. Those are others that see the purity of the game and just the, you know, the essence of the game. You know, people who played and people who've been a part of it. But you know, to the masses, it's entertainment. It's a it's a storyline. You know, so in uh, for the last what six seven years, that's been my storyline. <laughs> you know. Does he, you know, just put you know, pressure? Uh, I, I don't even know what it means. I guess if I don't do, if I don't live up to your expectations, I'm gonna get slandered. I guess. <laughs> oh, talked about heavily, or dissected heavily, or discredited heavily. I mean, I guess that's my, that's my reward for not doing what they expect of me. But what really is that like? As my, they gonna cut me, wave me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's when I should start worrying. To be honest, I mean, that's that's really when, like, that's when none of that stuff matters. To be honest, and how you consume the game is just what you enjoy. A lot of people look at our game through the eyes of whoever they're listening to, the analyst or whoever they reading, the writer. They look at the game through that. So that's why media is so powerful. They can capture the mindset in the brain of anybody and make them believe and think what they think you know what i'm saying so that's what we get when we get so many outlets and so many sources you know that, that's how i feel i think it's just an abundance of like places to talk yeah and as somebody's in media and i just feel like there's different ways to do this mm -hmm. but it is with stuff yeah i mean when you people like personalities when they turn on the TV or listen to some shit. They're forming entertainment. They like to, they like that personality. So now a lot of these media guys have become personalities mm -hmm. where they, you know, they speaking on the game in their way. They see it their way. So if I'm a fan of this guy, I'm going to look at the game the same way he looks at the game just for the simple fact that I like him. You know, I just mm -hmm. like how he talks. I just like who he is. So, 
you know. And then, but I wish people would form their own opinions on the game from what they see and what they've seen in the past, you know. So, but I would wish for a lot of things, you know what I'm saying. But, but I understand how the game is consumed now. I, I think one of the bigger results of this is they call it rings culture, and I don't want to slight rings. I never will downplay rings. The goal is to win a championship. But when we start doing this thing where we're weighing which ones count and we're saying this is a good one, this is a bad one. Like every season is unique. Every situation is unique. Mm-hmm. I hate to be like, well, if we put this player on yeah. this team, yeah. Yeah. no, like it's yeah, first I, off, it can't. Yeah. And second off, it's 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 in, it's not true. It doesn't go like the butterfly effect. Like mm-hmm. When you talk basketball amongst players, amongst friends, amongst whoever, like is that turned into the thing? Like, Rings are team awards. Yeah. Like, it, I feel like it all comes down to we, we've compared players for so long, and that's another way to see, I uh, gauge who's better. And when we talk, I compare players, but I look at, all right, if this is the best point guard, this is the fourth best point guard, what does he have to do to be able to be the best point guard? That's how I'm looking at the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, can he get there to being the best? Not like, is he going to win rings? Is he going to – Gonna get stats or like I'm looking at right, how's this game progressing. I think a lot of people look at the game that way too, like uh, as opposed to like all right, who got the better resume? You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm looking at your skill for the game, your IQ for the game, the intangibles for the game. But I think a lot of other people are just looking at what you acquired from what you did on the floor. That's a great way to put it, and I think you know resumes. Like I used to say all the time when we're doing Jordan versus LeBron, like. We've argued this so much. We're just comparing trophy cases. We're yeah. just throwing yeah. it, you know what yeah. I mean? And it, it, it turns into that. So this Draymond comment at All-Star Weekend about only LeBron on the court could hold up to my resume. And I know what he's saying. I have four titles. He's the only person out here that has four yeah. titles. I know what he's saying. <laughs> but you have like a two-time MVP, defense player of the year winner, six-time like four NBA MVPs guy. on the floor. You had like all NBAs. I get what Draymond was coming from from the championship perspective. Yeah. Like, of course, nobody else on that floor can talk to you about what it's like to win four. But a lot of these guys can talk to you about what it's like to win MVP or to be all NBA or to average 30. or You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it's like for the media that pumped up bus driver, bus rider, and then pump up Draymond saying that it just like in earnest, it's like, yeah, I mean, the bus driver too. shit was only pumped up. I don't up. think that shit's true either, though. I don't. I, it's only Draymond pump. is an integral part of those championships. Yeah, I would never take that away from him. There's no bus drive. Like, we all, like, we, nobody carrying a bus. Like, why is that analogy even brought up for teams? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't on no fucking bus. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like the only reason why that even kept traction because that was about me specifically. If that was about any other player, that shit wouldn't even hit like that. You know what I'm saying? But Charles Barkley said that about me. And like I said, disrespecting my game is a part of the storyline. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's going to hit for my storyline more than anything. But, like, who's even looking at the game that way? Like, that's how Charles Barkley looked at the game, and that's probably why he didn't get what he wanted because he thought it was all about being a bus driver <laughs> when we all <laughs> sitting on a bus together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's I think it's funny from my vantage point that it's <laughs> you guys have developed this relationship 
That's crazy. And I don't man. think there's beef. I don't think there's actual beef from either one of you. Yeah, I wouldn't call it beef. I just think he's just mad opinionated and he feels as though like that's his job to be mad opinionated in a negative way against players. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he feels that the job requires him to, you know, nitpick and look at just the negative in the players. I'm not saying you should only talk about the positive either. But like when you clearly show bias that you don't you're trying to take away from what these players have done, then it's look, it just looked corny on his part. Like, you're a legend in a game. Like, we respect what you've done. And, like, when you start trying to tear people apart for what they did in different ways and trying to basically bully people because you're in the media, like, it's just corny to me. But it is what it is. It's a part of the storyline. <laughs> and now you're on the team. He went to the finals with he, – it's – He's a fucking legend that I got nothing but respect for. And I look up, I'm going to play with pride knowing that he put blood, sweat, and tears into this organization. So, that ain't got nothing to do with how he is as an analyst, though. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. agree with how he approached the game as a former – as a Hall of Famer. And how he – his game as an analyst, I don't really fuck with your approach. So, like – that's my opinion on you, just like your opinion <laughs> on us. You told me what's up. We should do it. We should do the top five media people. List. We should. I'm gonna put that pool out. The top five guys. I think the top five because they they all are. It's a competitive business now, yeah. you know. And they, you should see who the best guys to go follow and watch the game. You know who should who talks the game the best in my opinion. I think I should put that list out. I got Jamal Crawford number one as of right now. I love what Jamal's doing mm. right now. He's killing it. Great. Has he got a show? That's the only reason why I wouldn't put him. He, he does have a he show. He does the Tuesday nights on TNT. Not a podcast, though. Nah, I want, yo, Jamal. Let's, he should have, he should. Let's pod, Jamal. That's when I throw him the I want him to, I want him. He got a pod, Jamal, my guy, Jamal. Do you think podding is adding to the discussion around the, around sports in general? Just like you saying how people consume the game in a bad way. Do you think pods add to that? Yeah, it allows to have longer discussions and more in-depth discussions. And I think. It allows you guys to do what you're doing right now and give the player vantage point. When we talk about bus driver, bus rider, I think about Kobe once once went on Bill Simmons' show, and and they were obviously brought up him and him and Shaq. And it had come up for you guys as well, but Kobe was like, "We never saw it like that." Yeah, we were a basketball team. Mm-hmm. Like we both thought we were the best, but like it was about the basketball team. Yeah, and I believe him. As adversarial as him and Shaq had become in different yeah, ways, they wanted to win for the team. I just think it was competitiveness and just like they want to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? The most famous play of that era of basketball is Kobe passing to Shaq. A lot. Yep. And so like I think he could have shot that midi. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's I, I agree. And I when I talk to more and more players, it's always about the team. Always about the team. Always about how the team wins. Yeah. And there's a I think there's a natural pecking order, but it's always about the it's, team. Yeah. So you and the media's relationship will always be interesting. I, I feel like I have a great relationship with the media, though. I feel like a lot of these guys, I've been on their shows. We talked the game before. I feel like every city I play for, I had a great relationship with the guys and the, the beat writers and whoever comes in from the big. Like, I don't understand what it is that people say I, I got a problem with the media. Like, I feel like I always talk to the media. We always have good, honest conversations. I may disagree with some of the stuff that they say on how they look at the game or how they view me, uh, but I wouldn't say our relationship is bad at all. I feel like I deserve more media awards, <laughs> to be honest. And they would say that I'm the one of the best guys to talk to in the league. I mean, I've watched it with the beat guys in Brooklyn. I've watched you, Logan Murdoch, different guys. You've 
giving real time to to flesh out stories. Like I care about that side of it because yeah. that's how I learned the game. That's how I followed the game as a kid when it wasn't on TV, when I couldn't catch it on TV. I was looking for anything to you know, hear about it, to see a different perspective of the game. So I care about that side of it too. So when I can give somebody my input on what I see and hopefully it helps their story, whatever they're doing, then yeah, shit, I want to give them that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't want to get to a point where I don't want to have a conversation with y'all because I think you're going to twist and try to use what I say against me. Like, that's what it's gotten to at this point. You're, I think you're also a target because you'll comment back a lot of guys will let it bounce off. A lot of guys will. But I think that's 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 interaction. I love it. That's fan interaction. I think we get we get told like they they encourage that in the leagues to interact with the fans. Like, and I think I do that more than you know I've done in the past. And you know I feel like I've done I've done that shit a lot. You know, <laughs> from either in the arena, on a, you know in front of the hotel, you know wherever on Twitter, like on Instagram, I feel like I always interact with the fans and show them I, I, I appreciate them for supporting us. I've been with you before where, you know, you end up signing dozens. It's just like, or you take the selfie with the random guy at the whatever. And, and you know, I'm usually sitting there worried, like, should we stop him? Like, we all love that thing. shit, man. All my team, like, I don't get it twisted, man. NBA players really appreciate that shit. Like, come on, man. We put in a lot of hard work. Sometimes people don't even see. And sometimes, like, it go unnoticed and people don't appreciate the work you put in. Even the people that's there with you, they may take you for granted just a bit. Not in a malicious way. It's just, just natural because you're so reliable. So, like, yeah, and people who say they appreciate your game, they watch the game because of you, like, man, all NBA players appreciate that. The more of those interactions we can have between players and fans, that's just going to grow the game even more, I feel. That's how I look at it. One of your fans, O'Shea Jackson, from Swagger, from many things, from uh, – what's the Star Wars show? He was on? I was clowning about that, but <laughs> – he says you picked the wrong purple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you in LA would have been kind of lit. I can't lie. Man, nah. <laughs> O'Shea, he's huge like man. He huge LA everything. Um, yeah, but he loved the game. He followed the game. You know what I mean? So I'm seeing more and more people that's really diehard NBA fans. And I'm just like, damn, I didn't know y'all fuck with the game that much. Yeah. That shouldn't mean a lot to me to see that. Basketball is like the celebrity outing. Like. Yeah. People you would think never would show up at a basketball game. It's just a great setting. You know what I'm saying? Sit down. It's warm there. It's like no weather conditions you worry about. You can get a fit off. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, you seeing high-level athletes. You can actually interact with them. You know, it's a dope, dope setting. All right, before we get going, give me one album you're anticipating for this year. We can't use Drake. We've talked about Drake. No, no, no. no, I'm not talking about Drake. Um, Um, you got one in mind? Cause let me think. I got one. All right, go ahead. We talked about it last year when we did this same thing. We still have not got this album. Travis Scott. Oh yeah. Have you heard any of this? No. Don't lie. I've heard stories about we'll how it. insane it is. No, I've, I, same thing. I've heard. Stories I haven't heard it though. I haven't heard it, and I feel like I feel like I will soon. But I, I want to say, all the way back to Vegas. When you were doing Team USA, Team USA and we were out there, he popped up because mm-hmm. Kanye was rolling and playing his album too. He popped up and played his album in the studio and had people hit me like, oh, I'd see, I didn't Travis' album's fucking amazing. See, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. Because I, I seen Travis in Utah. And That's we, why I bring him up at the boardroom brunch. Yeah, we talked about music. I love Travis, bro. 
he think about music the same way I think about hoop. Yeah. And so we was he was telling me like it's fucking like to the point where it's like he didn't want to explain it to me. I just got to come here. <laughs> and I'm like knowing Travis, I know the sounds are like I can't even comprehend. So I'm looking forward to a utopia, right? Is what he's calling it. Yeah, who who knows what it ends up being called eventually. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it was just my segue. I wanted to talk about that. I really want to hear this I, album. I haven't heard it. You know, I would tell you if I heard something how stupid it is if I heard it. But I know. I didn't hear it, and I and I'm sh- I want to ask for some songs, but I know for a fact he won't send them. So I might have to catch him in the studio one of these days, and um, before it come out. Uh, but I heard his fucking. He's he's telling me that it's fucking yeah insane. The sickest shit he done. Him and Busy, they're part of what we do here and nice collab event out mm-hmm. there. I need yeah. one on the water bottles. Can Andrea? Can you? Yeah, I told. You yeah, I told them that I said, yo, make sure y'all put a set aside at least ten or twelve of these water bottles now because these things right here are going with the Cactus Jack logo on it and the Boardroom logo too. But the was, Cactus Jack logo on that, that's gonna be a collector's item. I was at the office. That week, and I was rubbing shit around the closet. I was grabbing a couple things, and they had the boardroom footballs. And I'm like, because Rich was like, take whatever. It's cool. And I'm like, whatever? Like, I got all these footballs. I didn't take it, but maybe when I go back. But I want one of those water bottles. Like, yeah, we got to yeah. make that happen. So, no, nah, I had the boardroom. They had the nice boardroom Coinbase sweaters, too. I'm like, y'all got merch? <laughs> y'all ain't tell me. Yeah, I need to. I need to see. The, I need to hear the album. I think uh, he obviously had a weird couple of years and controversy and all this stuff. He's had a new baby and he's yeah, he's living life. He's living life, man. I think you're gonna hear that in the music, though. That's the good thing. And when these dudes go through some stuff and they live life a little bit, especially when it's out in the public like that too, like I feel like they they just got a little bit a bigger chip on their shoulder, even more hungry than they were from the beginning of their career. You know he's in saying? a good place now. You talk to him, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's chilling. He tore up All Star. He, he looked like he performed at five he different parties Super out there. Bowl, he tore up All Star. He back, like he back outside. He's back. I'm ready to hear it. Well, it's great touching base with you. Always. We will be back in the season ish. Have a date planned, and uh, you know we'll have more basketball to talk about at that yeah. point. We'll look forward to the playoffs, and you know, you know me. I've been since I met you. It's like I gotta get to one of these parades and wild yeah. out. So that's always my goal. <laughs> but we'll lock in appreciate it and uh, we'll be back